Well, hello, friends, church family. You can hear me okay? Yeah, the usual waving and well, that was great. Um, always good to hear uh, from Max and to hear his full name there, Max McDougall Jones. How about that? Um, how wonderful for me on this first Sunday in January to welcome you from our, our church building. Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, being able to worship with the, the team here in the room. Very grateful to Nathan and Noah, Kaz behind the scenes and, and Ben, who's been working hard with a, a number of computer screens I can see at the back of the, the hall. And, and all of you at home um, here on Zoom and on Facebook, those of you that are catching up on YouTube as well, welcome. God bless you. And what a great lesson from Kids Church. We have a permission slip. You and I as disciples of Jesus, sons and daughters of the Father, we've got a permission slip to live and do the things of the kingdom. Um, maybe that's, uh, that, that's quite helpful for my message this morning. Anyway, before we get into that, just a bit of, of family news. Um, 2021, happy new year. Um, nothing's really changed, of course, uh, has it? We're still living in, in uncertain days. Um, the most important thing is that we continue to grow in knowing Jesus and loving Jesus. We, we talk um, as uh, in our discipleship here about being an up, in and out uh, community, uh, growing up in our love for Jesus, inward in our love for one another, outward in our love for those around us in Crawley and beyond. There's nothing more important right now in these uncertain times than to grow in knowing Jesus. Please stay connected, stay connected with our Sundays, connecting with a small group or a little discipleship huddle with some friends. Uh, take every opportunity to serve and participate. And certainly as we approach our 21 days of prayer for 2021, take every opportunity to come and play your part um, in, in these days. I'll, I'll talk more specifically uh, about that next Sunday um, as we begin on Sunday the 10th, uh, 21 days of prayer for 2021. I'm very excited about that. Just to say that next Sunday, um, as we begin our 21 days of prayer, we're starting with a very special evening together. We're going to celebrate Joe and Amy and their next steps. Joe uh, has finished his staff role at the church and uh, they're taking the next steps towards relocating as a family to Paris um, to uh, live there, work there, uh, become part of the Paris church, serve the Lord and discover the next steps of their call there. Next Sunday evening, we're going to celebrate um, as we release Joe from his eldership responsibilities uh, here with the church. It's a really significant occasion and uh, we want to come uh, prayerfully and prophetically um, as we uh, come into this time, it's important for Joe uh, that he gets released from the burden of being one of the shepherds here uh, so that they can take the next steps as a family. But it's important for us as a church family as well, a really significant time. Um, and so we come not only praying for Joe and Amy uh, and the children and their steps into Paris, and there are some exciting steps that are opening up, and uh, Joe and Amy will tell you all about those uh, next week. Uh, but it's also important that we pray. Uh, we pray for the team here and the church here as we move forward um, together. Uh, so next Sunday evening and then into our 21 days uh, of prayer. As I say, there'll be stuff out this week online and next Sunday we'll talk a bit more, drill down into the detail a bit more. But we're going to have some exciting Monday evenings on uh, Facebook Live and YouTube, uh, looking at some of our connections into different nations. We're going to have some exciting Wednesday evenings on Zoom uh, where we welcome all kinds of guests and pray hard together. Um, we're going to have some wonderful times of worship and prayer on our Sunday evenings. And I think towards the end of the month, we've got 24 hours of prayer 
which maybe will start in this room um, for those that want to meet in person and then certainly will carry on in a 24-hour prayer room. Obviously, we'll make decisions about all that kind of stuff uh, nearer the time um, as, as we're led by the rules and regulations. In the meantime, just get yourself ready to pray uh, again. I don't know about you, I, I'm with the Puritans that, that talked about praying their way into praying. And I feel like this week is, is like a, a, a run-up um, it's like coming into a, a start line of a race already with a little bit of momentum behind you. Why don't you just read some of the scriptures again on prayer this week or read a book on prayer or on revival and, uh, and start praying in your own home and in your own life as we come into these 21 days together next Sunday. Nathan, were they the kind of things I was supposed to talk about this morning? Yeah. That's, that's good. Okay. Nathan, see, he's nodding his approval. Uh, Ben's looking at me. He's saying, can you get on with it, please? The clock at the back of the hall, you'll be pleased to know, still says five o'clock. I don't know whether that's a.m. or p.m., but I'm just going to keep going until someone tells me to stop. So um, if you've got a Bible, turn and please bring a Bible to church with you. Um, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. I've just had, a, a as we were praying uh, with the, the, the prayer group at half past nine uh, this morning, I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, have a rewrite of what you're going to share this morning. Really, I feel I've just got a bit of a prophetic word, a prophetic burden to share. Um, Hebrews 11, let me read this and then we'll come back and perhaps it'll find some context um, for us all. Hebrews 11, talking about the heroes of, of faith. Um, just pick up at verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him uh, of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Lord, I thank you for that bit of family news. It's really, really important. But as we uh, just share for these next few minutes before we come back into worship and, and giving and praying together, Holy Spirit, would you speak like an arrow into our hearts? Lord, I, I pray this prophetic burden I'm carrying wouldn't just be thoughts from my heart, but something that really does speak into our lives, build us up, strengthen us as a community and reach into every home this morning. Strengthen us as the people of God in Crawley. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, our Sundays in January, we're going to do some looking back um, through the 2020 vision. You might say, wow, we've just come out from behind the sofa. 2020 is over. We, we, can we stop talking about 2020? It was a terrible year. Well, actually, it's really important for us. We had a, a big 2020 vision as a, a church, and it's important we don't just race into the next thing, but we take some time to reflect to uh, understand some of the things that God may have been saying or doing, to share some stories, some things that we may call successes, although I don't like using that word particularly, some fruitful things perhaps, uh, as well as some of the things that have left us scratching our heads. So we're going to use these Sundays to, to drill down into certain areas of our 2020 vision. And, and I think perhaps, and, and this is something that's on my heart this morning and that we've been sharing and praying about with the elders team in the run up to Christmas. I, I wonder whether this kingdom vision for 2020 is something that begins to carry on into the 2020s. Proverbs 22.6, one of the famous uh, proverbs that we use when we're praying for our kids, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he's old, he will not depart from it. For, for Kaz and I, our children have grown up now. Our, our daughter gets married 
this year. Oh, um, our baby boy uh, is going to be 20 this year. I don't quite know how that happened. I know you're, you're looking at your screen saying that, that must be wrong. You don't look old enough. But believe me, it's true. We were, Kaz was a child bride and I was even younger. Um, our kids have grown up now, but we're at a point now as parents, and some of you um, will know this, that are at, at our stage of life or, or beyond, we're trusting and praying that the patterns of life and discipleship, that which, which we've tried to shape imperfectly at home in our kids from their baby years, are, are set in them now and will be formed and taken on and deepened and multiplied in their lives by them. That's how life works. Uh, and when we get into our 20s, for good or for bad, we begin to carry those things forward. We're into the 2020s now. Um, and, and we've been reflecting that in our 20s, in our years, it's the time where habits get formed, where habits harden, where patterns are established, where we continue on with good traits, but where it may be that we also then begin to carry some bad traits and harmful ones that are with us, it seems, for life from that point. You form routines in your 20s that you carry forward into life. They become hard to depart from if, if they get established now. Um, or you carry healthy patterns that strengthen you for a, a lifetime. When we think about the year 2020, we, we spent, I remember coming back from uh, working with some churches in Romania, November 2015. And really from that time as a team and as a church, we spent four to five years um, approaching the 2020s and beginning to, to understand better and shape some kingdom habits. Um, they produced some goals in us from the Holy Spirit over those four or five years that were related to gospel and healing confidence. We came up with some numbers that expressed that. Um, we had goals regarding our generosity, not just with our money, but with our serving and our lives and our, our homes and our tables. We had goals around the multiplication of leaders here and into other places. We had goals around mercy ministry and serving and loving the poor in Crawley. And we had goals around church planting and, and the, the way that we use our buildings and the facilities God's given us, all within this discipleship framework of up, in and out. That means we start and finish whatever our goals by loving God by putting him first that was the greatest commandment Jesus gave when he was asked to sum up the commandments he said here's the here's the greatest commandment love the Lord your God with all your heart that's where it starts and finishes for us so I'm just wondering what about these these kingdom habits that we've spent five years uh, walking into and growing into not just being about one year for 2020 but becoming a part of who we are as God's people here in Crawley, becoming our practice into the 20s, into the 2020s. A little bit like we've done, tried to do in, in family life with, with our kids. You, you work deliberately with this strategic culture at home. That's overstating it. I don't think we were that deliberate early on, but you just try to do the right things in raising young disciples. And it's the same way we, we shape it over and over again with our, our children in the hope that when they get past 21, they start making some mature adult decisions for themselves as adults in God's hands. This is the kind of prophetic opportunity that we stand in for 2021 that we are a people who produce disciples with this confident maturity, who can get on, who can go for it for themselves, here and all over the, the world, deep into the 2020s and beyond. If you were in the room now, I'd hear a hearty amen, but maybe from behind your masks, the three or four of you in here can chat that as well. Thank you. Thank you very much.
the original 20s, when we talk about the 20s, we think of the 1920s, don't we? And I, I think already it's happening in, in movies, culture, music. There's a bit of a, a resurgence in going back and, and, and um, reviewing uh, some of that time. And they were a time of innovation and creativity. There was new thinking in music and the arts and fashion and architecture. Um, there was a new generation of leadership emerged after the, the, the terrible World War years of the previous decade, there was a, a deliberate breaking away from the horror of war and, and terrible financial depression that followed and, and the viral pandemic that came straight after the First World War. Any of that sound familiar? And, and from this old order, a new creativity emerged, a new freedom. Actually, when you read in the church history stories, that there, was, there was genuine revival movements that came too out of that time. And perhaps we'll talk and pray about some of that in, in a moment. What about us as we push on into the 2020s. Well, we've said we're some of the prophetic language we've used over the last six months or so. We're not just going back to how things were. We've uh, talked about these things from some of our sermon series last year. We're, we're working from new maps now. We've talked about strengthening, stretching out, lengthening, breaking camp. These are all words of, of pioneering again. We've spoken of the need for new wineskins and simple structures to replace the old um, of flexible discipleship. If we're starting again in 2021, and in many ways in church life we, we are, then we're going to carry the same kingdom values forward. But we may build differently to what we've known before, flexibly, with discipleship and equipping at the center with a recognition that we're now a people who, as we were praying this time last year, God send us, scatter us around this town that we might live for you and carry your hope. We realize, God, you've done that in this last year. It's, it's the church out in the city now where God wants us to build and grow with a readiness to be able to change and pivot and adapt more quickly to the circumstances we find ourselves in. What about this Hebrews 11 passage? I mentioned earlier, Abraham, a pioneer of our faith. He left his pagan father's house it says in verse 8 he was called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance he obeyed and went even though he didn't know where he was going some of that sounds familiar it's familiar for joe and amy to an extent it's certainly familiar for all of us through this pandemic year and at the start of 2020 we were dreaming of kingdom goals that none of us really had any experience or much confidence in in terms of seeing people saved and added and healed and 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 god-given targets for financial giving and generosity and the idea of planting churches and sending leaders it it felt foreign to us it felt unnatural it was a destination god had given prophetically and we we left where we've been residing in faith in order to go in and inhabit this place but we didn't really know where we were going or how we were going to live there or whether we would attain the things that god had put on our hearts we weren't familiar or confident in these ways of the kingdom. It says Abraham lived in tents in this strange land. It speaks of a lack of permanence. Uh, it speaks of, of, of a sense of, I don't know if we're, I don't know about you when I've been away in a tent, it's not been my intention to remain there. It's been for a little while and then I quickly get back to normal. That's, that's what camping holidays have been like. I've never once on a camping holiday thought, do you know what? It seems like a really cool idea to stay living in a tent in the damp, uh, and wet and cold southeast of England. No, I've always thought I've done this for a little while. That was great. I felt like a pioneer, but now let's get back 
to normal. That's, that could have been how we approached 2020, going into some of these bigger kingdom promises that felt unfamiliar to us, a little bit of a rush in, we camp there for a while, but we're hoping to get back to where we belong. No, no, no. Although we don't feel like we belong still in this culture of kingdom life, like Abraham in faith, we're saying, we're declaring this morning into the 2020s, I'm going to make this my inheritance in God. It's going to become a permanent dwelling. There was a, these things were like a place and a culture that were foreign to us. Some of these kingdom promises, some of these goals for healing and salvation and the thought that this year we might plant a church and send leaders to other places. It was outside of our experience that we might even manage to um, do that within a calendar year. We were in a place and a, a culture of the kingdom that was, that was countercultural. It was difficult. It was not our normal way of living with such a focus as believers in the UK. But it was a place where, by faith, we've said we're not going to stay in tents, but we're going to build. We're going to build these kingdom principles. We get to build our foundations that we've spent the last year laying. We, we get to turn this temporary camp, this temporary settlement of exciting kingdom life in 2020. We get to say in 2021, right, let's take down the tents and let's build on these foundations. We are staying here, church. Um, that we're, we're going to build a city of the kingdom of God for this town, not just for us, but for the generations uh, that are now going to follow us. There are going to be children growing up now with kingdom exploits that have been a leap of faith for us, but will be normal life for them. There's going to be expansion out from this permanent city that we could never have imagined when we were just a collection of tents trying to inherit some 2020 promises. I hope you see where my heart's going this morning. What were those kingdom goals again? They were relating to the gospel. We were longing to see more baptized than we've ever seen before. I'm going to pick that up next week and, and look at some of what happened. We were longing to break forward in confidence in healing the sick and praying for healing outside of the church. We're longing to grow in generosity, financial and more. We're longing to grow in leadership multiplication, in mercy ministries, in church planting. Maybe God in his wisdom knew in the way we were developing towards the 2020 goals and these patterns and habits that we were training in. Maybe he knew, and I suspect he did, that, that it would position us well as disciples, not just to survive a pandemic year and get out the other side just about hanging on, but, but to serve us, to serve him together with a clear focus. I know for me, these goals have pulled me forward through this last year. They've kept me on track. They've kept me praying and thinking and alert to the gospel at a time where I may otherwise have dialed back and played safe and stopped moving forward and just developed a, a survival strategy. That's what this kingdom framework has, has done. It's given us a structure, a trellis to see healthy lives and fruit growing from. It's been wonderful to receive some of your stories about your interaction and your growth in these 2020 goals. Please message me this week. Send them in, uh, more of you. I've, I've so enjoyed hearing how some of you have grown on this framework through this year, this, this scaffolding of the 2020 vision that we built towards this last year that's kept us up and, and kept us growing. Actually, I'm reflecting this morning, that framework doesn't need to come down. What we need to do is keep growing up around these same kingdom goals into the 2020s. Let me just say again, and, and, and perhaps then we'd, I'm just going to pray and prophesy, I think. Um, but all of this starts and finishes around our love 
for Jesus Christ. One of the things about loving God is that it's not all about the goals. Um, I'm, we're, we're reflecting on some goals this month. We're looking back and we're looking forward as we're doing this morning. But loving Jesus is the goal. It's the goal. Any fruitfulness or success that we may or may not have comes out of this goal of loving Jesus. So we're learning. And as we pray through this month, as we, as we reflect on this last year and look ahead to the 2020s, most of all, we're learning, hey, it's not about the tasks. It's not about, we're not a bunch of activists, but we're resting, we're abiding, we're, being fr we're, we're bearing fruit and fruit that lasts out of this walk with Jesus Christ. We don't have to rush on. Another way when, um, I think it's in, in, um, in the Gospels in, in Luke 10, when Jesus has sent the 72 out to proclaim the kingdom and they come back and he gathers them to himself uh, from their big assignments and they want to tell him their stories and they share their stories with him. Um, but he didn't set them another set of targets. It wasn't like a sales meeting. Uh, that's not what we're doing here this morning and in these next few weeks in, in January. Now they shared their stories, they reflected together, they learned, they probably did it around food and walking and talking and praying and worshipping. They were with Jesus. And in that time, the, the task hadn't gone away. The kingdom still needed proclaiming. It would soon be restated. Jesus would soon declare to them, uh, go and make disciples of all nations to the ends of the earth and to the end of, of the age. The, the task was still there. It hadn't been finished, but within this simple framework of growing and loving Jesus in intimacy. This January is that kind of, of time. The goals are no less important. The task of my unreached neighbors and yours and the unreached nations around us remains urgent, but it, it, we come to it within this rhythm of rest and worship uh, through January. There's no tension for us between prayer and worship and contemplation and urgent gospel advance I think the two go together with Jesus and his disciples and through this 21 days of prayer and into the 2020s may we be a church that learn to grow in love for Jesus but be urgent in gospel advance as well wow there's another amen let me just stop there and oh Nathan can you just come Noah if you want just come on worship behind me maybe let me just turn that way so you can see them and not just me as as well I just, I just feel I want to pray and prophesy. Just get yourself into a posture of prayer, whether for you that's standing or just focus now for a minute. I'm, I'm going to pray, maybe prophesy a little. The Lord's spoken about speaking like an arrow into our hearts this morning. What's he saying to you right now? How are you engaged in his call on your life, whether it's to love him or, or, or whether it's to play your part in advancing the, the gospel? It's just a sense of, prophetic urgency in my spirit as we approach this time of gratitude and, and prayer. Do you know, it struck me as we came into the end of the year that it's 100 years in 2021 since the last genuine revival in England, the last genuine saved and added revival movement where the spirit of God overflowed, not just on the church, but out into the, the, the unchurched community. Uh, around in, in Lowestoft and out into East Anglia and then beyond into other parts of England and Scotland. March 2021 through the visiting preacher from a Baptist church in Ballam in London, Douglas Brown, turned up in Lowestoft um, and this remarkable revival spread from there. At the same time there were um, new British Pentecostal movements that were spreading and growing, seeing incredible healing miracles 
around towns and cities like ours, places that we know and are familiar with. At the same time, there were, there were men and women, ordinary people like us that I'm looking at on the Zoom and on Facebook this morning, young and old who were caught up by the Spirit of God and ended up being released as missionaries all over the world, all at, at that time all over the British Empire and beyond. What's God saying to us at this time? As we come out of a time of, or remain in a time of economic hardship and, and, and pandemic, perhaps I'll share some of the revival stories this week, but let's just be attentive to the Holy Spirit with that in mind. I, I believe these are the conditions again for those who have eyes to see and ears to hear what the Lord is doing for a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit with revival promises. Every revival movement starts with people who pray. In 1859 in New York and over in Ulster, it began as a praying movement in the lowest of revival. In, 20, in 1921, there was a, a seriousness in prayer that caught hold of the people first, a spirit of prayer that came upon them. They had one thing in mind, as, as we have, as we approach these 21 days of prayer, I'm going to seek the Lord until he comes upon us with fresh grace. Uh, they described the prayer meetings in Lowestoft in 2021 uh, as a time of seriousness in prayer where they cried out to the Lord for their, they named names of their friends and their family members and their neighbours. They lifted them up before the Lord. Does that sound familiar to you? It's the way we pray, isn't it? Crying out for God's mercies. The history of that time says in this normal Baptist church, London Road Baptist Church in Lowestoft, I, I, I think there's a Boots the Chemist there now, but it was a seat of revival. It says they'd seen a few gospel breakthroughs in the, in the two or three years before, but really up to March 21, it was just a growing work of prayer and a strengthening of the teenage work and the young people's work. They began to see 80, 90 people gathering Monday nights for prayer at the church building. It became an engine room. It was an ordinary Baptist church, but the banks broke and the Holy Spirit began to flow. And surely it's time, church, for us to seek the Lord again with fresh urgency and perseverance to take hold of his promises, to, to ask and to seek and to knock and to keep on doing so until he pours out a new measure of his grace and breaks the banks over us. We too are a generation that are learning what it is that's new for us to live in a measure of hardship and brokenness. We too are a generation who are beginning to understand now, wow, we had some weak foundations in our lives that have been exposed. Surely these are the conditions that are ripe for uh, revival promises for those who will prevail in prayer. I believe it's a serious time, church, whether you're a disciple of Jesus yet or, or, um, or, or not, it's a time for repentance for God's people. These are days as we come into prayer and fasting times where sin that we've lived with in our lives, issues in our relationships, issues of unforgiveness and holding on to hurts and bitterness, it's time to come afresh to the Lord and lay it at the foot of the cross to take hold of life in him again with new power. When the spirit moves in power, false dependencies are exposed. Things that you and I have been happy to live with that are really compromised, that, that we say are okay, but actually God calls sin. In such times, they get brought out and exposed and we cry out and, and give them to God. We get on our knees and say, I'm leaving it behind. I wanna be clean and wholehearted for you, Jesus, and for your cause. Disciples, maybe this run up to 21 days of prayer is a time of repentance for you. It's a preparation for the 2020s. 
that are going to come. Please don't go into this next year building. If we're going to build a city where we've been camping, don't build on fault lines and weak ground. We don't build on sand. Um, we, we don't want that in our foundations. We're not those kinds of disciples. Isaiah 43 says, don't forget the former things. Don't consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not see it spring forth? Do you not perceive it? I'm making a, a way in the wilderness. I'm making rivers in the desert. We approach these 21 days. We, Lord, we believe. We're praying now, God. We believe and we declare. I declare it. I speak it out of my mouth. Let faith rise as I speak, Lord. We declare we are walking into such a time of favor with you, Lord. Lord, thank you for that promise in 2 Corinthians 6. It says, now is the time of God's favor. I tell you, now is the day of salvation. Lord, we declare, let that be true for us as we walk with all our kingdom discipline and intention, um, but not our works, but your outpouring of favor. Many times over what we've seen to this point. Lord, I want to come to this new year and these three weeks of prayer with a serious spirit for what you might want to shape in me and do through us in the next 10 years. I just sense in my spirit these last few days a moment like the one I had on the plane five years ago now coming back from Romania when the Holy Spirit asked me, do you believe me in the year of 2020 for multiplication in these areas of kingdom life? I, I sense in my spirit these days of, of prayer in January, ordinary days in 2021, I sense the Holy Spirit saying, do you believe me for a continuation and a multiplication of, of what in this last year has been unprecedented and new ground for you? Do, but do you believe me that the ceiling that you've leapt to this year will be your floor through the 2020s, will be your base for normal life and kingdom discipleship? The Holy Spirit's inviting us to say yes to him. Yes, we believe you, Lord. And then he wants us to knock on the door and keep asking until he breaks it out amongst us. I just believe there's something the Lord's birthing in us today and in these days ahead. Not to say that was it. Not to say, yeah, we were just camping there for a while. Wasn't that fun? Wasn't that exhilarating? But to take this opportunity to be sober-minded before the Lord, to take him at his word, to decide I'm going to be a man I'm going to be a woman. We're going to be a people who cross into these promises completely, who choose to live in the land, who choose to inherit the promises of the kingdom. We're staying in. We're not going in and out. We're not going to wait. We're going to respond like Moses when you said to him, you've been too long at this mountain. It's time to break camp. Lord, we've had our years of walking around the desert. Lord, I've, I've known times where we felt like we're coming into greater promises and then we've come out again. I'm, I'm grateful for all that you've done over the years, but we urgently cry out that you'd mobilize us to cross over and to live in and inhabit the greater kingdom promises. Oh God, let 2020 and the goals we experience not just be a taste from which we now say, oh, we, we, didn't we enjoy that taste last year? Let it not be like the spies in the early days of Moses where they went in and brought back the taste of the promised land, but then said, oh, we, we, we can't surely go and live there right now. Lord, instead for us, we say in faith today, let it be a launch, a base camp from which we only climb upward and onward. You, you, you said we'd be like Abraham. We're going to make our place, our home in this place we don't yet fully know. You've said you'll make our feet like the feet of a deer. You'll enable us to go to the heights. We say yes to you. We're going up. We're pressing on. This is where we'll camp. It's where we'll build in these promises. Just as I'm praying, I'm, I'm remembering a word from, uh, from, from Dalan, the prophetic leader in Brazil four years ago. The first time we went there, he spoke such a prophetic word over us as a church and over me as a 
as a, a leader about us crossing a line on a map and fighting to get our way past a, a general who would oppose us. But when we've done so, we come out into new territory. We come out on the other side and we live there and we build there. Lord, I'm so grateful for that picture now that I didn't understand at the time. Thank you that you've helped us fight our way through. Now, Lord, bring us in fully. Thank you for the promise in that word that I didn't remember about at the time, but that I've reflected on since, that you've said the other side of crossing that line, there'll be salvation, there'll be an outpouring of the Spirit, there'll be young people growing in greater numbers than we've known, there'll be a flowing out of the Spirit from this building into the town centre and into the nations. But thank you for that, that word that Adam from Seven Oaks brought a couple of years back, that he was re that you're releasing a jet out of a hangar and you're going to blow the doors off in order that this jet might fly. Oh, thank you. As just as I'm praying and prophesying here, why don't you just take a moment with the Holy Spirit's help where you're sitting now, just consider your own steps of courage this year. Just hold them up before the Lord. Like Jesus held up the loaves and the fishes. <laughs> oh, I haven't got much to offer, Lord. I don't feel like I'm really ready to live here. I didn't really take many steps forward last year. Hey, it's okay. There's a, an attitude for us this month. A posture where we declare our thanks for this last year. But we hold it up before the Lord and we say, now, Lord, multiply it in the years ahead. What, what about you? reminded of Rachel in Genesis 30 who was who was barren finally she gave Jacob a son she called him Joseph it says in Genesis 30 and she, as she gave birth to to Joseph she said may the Lord add to me another son Lord if you've brought us out of a measure of barrenness this year in a year where we could have been lost in the desert if you've taken away our disgrace like you did for Rachel Lord we just lift up our lives to you our intentions and we say, now, God, give us more of the same. Now add to us. Now grow. Now multiply. Just think about your own life for a moment. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you for the people I've had the privilege of sharing the gospel with this year. Thank you that there are more on my list at the end of the year than there were at the start of the year. Well, thank you for the, the people I've been able to help lead to you this year. Thank you for those 10 people we've baptized this year. Now, Lord, we say, give us another. Give us more. Lord, give us greater and fuller than this taste points towards. We don't just want the taste. We don't want to be like the spies that backed off. Lord, we, we want to go in and plant and reap and sow and plant and reap and sow. We want a storehouse that feeds a city and the nations. Your kingdom, Lord, works that way from the lesser to the greater. We feel at the lesser end right now, but we lean in to what you're doing. We're learning to be faithful in the small things, knowing that you'll grant us greater things. Thank you for the promise, Jesus. You said, truly, truly, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and greater works than these will you do because I'm going to the Father. Jesus, you said that whatever we ask in your name, you will do it so that the Father may be glorified. If you ask for anything in my name, I will do it. And so, Jesus, we ask you now with thankful hearts for what you're shaping in us. Lead us into these greater things of your kingdom. Empower us. Enable us to be faithful stewards of the measure you've given us. We invest every seed you've planted to see increase in life and joy and reward. Oh, God, thank you. Release us, Lord, in these 21 days ahead through this month with conviction, not to settle for 2020, but to see by 2030 multiples of what we've rejoiced in in small ways over this last year. 
Lord, I just speak and prophesy over our kids now in creche and kids work and our teenagers in solid and, and, and 412 and our students. Lord, we speak over them. Lord, as we move through the 20s and to 2030, may we see many of them, not just strong disciples, but leading, planting churches, learning languages, being uh, learning to play instruments, leading worships, small groups, coming through into a multiplying maturity. Oh God, thank you. We just speak over them right now. It's not too, it's not too small a thing to pray. But we speak over uh, businesses and things we've been praying for. We speak creative gifting everywhere. But we say let, let kingdom businesses flourish and grow through the 20s that will support new flexible ways of growing churches and planting churches and and new responses and acts of works of mercy. We say, let there be flourishing businesses amongst disciples that are able to change lives and bring life and hope to a town that's that, that we've seeded in this year. Let the let the fruit from that grow in the years ahead. Oh God, we, we pray for our generosity, this kingdom pattern that's released uh, 80, 90,000 pounds this year. We say through the 2020s, let there be hundreds of thousands, even millions of pounds released around the world. God, jobs created, lives brought into dignity and hope. God, we prophesy over our creatives and our musicians and our artists and our photographers and the songwriters and the poems and the painters. Oh God, may they open eyes and ears to the love of God around the town and around the world. Lord, we speak over every disciple, every small group, every little discipleship huddle in homes and around the tables and online and our simple hospitality. We speak over our cafe spaces. Lord, we speak over this center that's a hub. Lord, get it back on its feet through this year and in the years to come that we might build bridges into lives and to this town and uh, and even into other cultures and other cities around the world through the airport we speak it in jesus name a multiplication of the small things we've seen wow so lord we hold up this church to you this morning our ordinary lives our weakness our inability our every limitation god in faith we say multiply for your sake for the sake of your kingdom multiply faith and and courage well, may the courage of the least produce kingdom exploits. <laughs> we declare the righteous are as bold as a lion. We, again, we speak over our children and our young people. This DNA that we fought to walk into this year will be a normal baseline for them. As David killed lions and bears as a boy, may this next generation normalize kingdom breakthrough that we've struggled to be trained in. May the sick be healed, the demonized be set free. May there be no problem for which we lack godly provision and wisdom them to resolve we just declare over us there is a permission slip that our father has signed that we are now free to walk with with kingdom authority hallelujah god we want revival we want our lives to be a growing contagious r number that infects exponentially the gospel spread from us in the years ahead this town reached the places we bridged to into other nations transformed so let it start in our lives in these days in my home in my heart around my table with my children in our church oh thank you god this is what we offer up in faith today don't let us huddle and remain as we are oh god but spread us lead us equip us provide for us increase us in multiplied ways for the sake of your glory over these next 10 years 
until the day that you return. Amen. Amen. Just pray for a moment over your household. If you're in a home on your own, just pray for those that you see on the Zoom or you're connected with on Facebook. Pray for our 20-somethings. Pray for our children and our teenagers. Imagine and pray. Pray for our retireds. Pray for some of our retired crowd that are going to go even in their older years and strengthen other churches and church plants. Pray for a release. Pray for these 21 days of prayer. Ask the Holy Spirit to be speaking to your heart, preparing your heart. Come on, let's just pray in the Spirit for a moment.